The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who comes from the Father, the Advocate will testify on my behalf. You also are to testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. El Evangelio según San Juan. Jesús les dijo, Cuando venga el abogado que les enviaré a ustedes desde el Padre, el Espíritu de la verdad que procede del Padre, Él dará testimonio en mi favor, y también ustedes serán mis testigos, pues no en balde han estado conmigo desde el principio. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, you will be guided into all truth. For the Spirit will not speak out of the Spirit's own authority, but will speak whatever the Spirit hears, and will declare to you the things that are to come. The Spirit will glorify me, taking what is mine and declaring it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I said that the Spirit will make what is mine and declare it to you. Tendrá que decirles muchas cosas más, pero no podrán entenderlas ahora. Cuando venga el Espíritu de la verdad, los guiará para que puedan entender la verdad completa. No hablará por su propia cuenta, sino que dirá únicamente lo que ha oído y les anunciará las cosas que han de suceder. Él me honrará a mí, porque todo lo que es, les dé a conocer a ustedes lo recibirá de mí. Todo lo que el Padre tiene es también mío. Por eso les he dicho que todo lo que el Espíritu les dé a conocer lo recibirá de mí. The Gospel of the Lord. El Evangelio Praise del Señor. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Boy, do I wish that I could speak another language. I mean, well. I have bilingual envy. Now, I had a couple years of Spanish, a couple of German, a couple of Greek so long ago. Enough to pronounce words and understand a few. I still remember some of the basic dialogues I learned. Maybe you do too. Hola, que tal? Bien, y tú? Me amo, Paco, y tú? Como te amas? Spanish. Guten Tag. You know that German voice, Monica. Im Boot mit Peter. You can translate that for me later if you know it. Now, something is lost when we don't learn how to truly listen and learn from someone from another place with a different language, a different culture, a different religion, a different way of life. So when we travel the world, as many of you know, English is spoken or understood at least by a few people almost everywhere. And that can lead to Americans assuming that we don't have to learn any other languages, which leads many of us to be complacent and perhaps even arrogant. So it's Pentecost, red, Holy Spirit, and for us today, confirmation, or as the rite is called, affirmation of baptism. Not as well known maybe by people out there as Easter and Christmas. I don't know if we walked through Wrigleyville today and asked, what big Christian feast is it? What answers we would get? But it is number three 
in the Christian calendar right after Easter and Christmas. And the readings that we heard today are packed full of cool, mind-bending things. The language of the Holy Spirit, the language of Pentecost. Now, often we talk about imagining a scene in your mind. But today, I want you to imagine the sounds that we're going to talk about, the language of Pentecost. So we started with that amazing dry bones reading and the sound of breath and wind. In the original biblical languages, like wind and breath are the same word as spirit. But did you catch it as Jonas read it so well? There was the sound of rattling and dry bones dry bones coming together as flesh covers them, and then they stand on their feet. A multitude. Even when God's people are far from home, even when God's people are in exile, even when God's people have no hope, God breathes resurrection and helps us to dream of a new tomorrow. Now, there's another reading for today, an alternate one that we didn't do, but it's awesome. I love it because it talks about groans and sighs. Now, when do we talk about that in church? Sometimes I think that Christianity has way too many words. Like, what if you don't have anything to say? What if you don't have anything to say for a sermon? What if you don't know how to pray or what what the word should be? Or what if your heart is breaking and all you can do is cry or groan or sigh? St. Paul says when we don't know how to pray or what to say or whether we even believe any of it or not, the Spirit prays in us with sighs too deep for words. Here's what I think. If I were teaching a class on prayer today, instead of all the prayers we learned, I would say maybe the best kind of prayer is the sighing prayer. And then there's the groans. Now, parents, if we could take a survey right now, I would love to hear what your teenagers groan most about. Maybe we can do that later and find out what the number one grown answers are. But in the reading, Paul says the creation is groaning, like a mother giving birth. And we can imagine our t- in our time the earth groaning because of human abuse. Now we also hear the sighs and the groans and the moans of those who struggle under oppression. Imagine the groans of George Floyd one year ago this week. Imagine the groans of the slaves carried in ships across the ocean. Actually, the sound was moans, the moaning that arose from their abused body, but was also a prayer for God to liberate them. So when we listen to the stories of people oppressed through history, we learn the language of the Spirit moaning and groaning and sighing because in such times what is there to say but don't forget the singing 
It was like unbelievable after 14 months to hear singing of this many people in this place because singing is a language of the Spirit. But now let's talk about that Acts reading that we just did, that bizarre sound, people talking in different languages all at the same time. Didn't you want to stop and say, stop, let's listen and translate one person at a time? But remember the first Pentecost. Jewish followers of Jesus were in Jerusalem. They were probably sighing because Jesus had died and risen and left them, and they wonder how life would go on. But there were Jews from all over the world there, and they spoke different languages. And then that unexpected thing happens. The folks living in Jerusalem started speaking in other languages And the guests who were there understood what they were saying without a translator. They heard of God's mighty acts of power. They heard about the crucified and risen Jesus. They heard about the Holy Spirit poured out on all people. But you know what? They had to listen closely. They had to trust one another. They had to suspend judgment. They had to take risks, believing there was more to the world than just the little corner where they lived. That the Spirit, that God was so much bigger than they could imagine. So much bigger than our beliefs or our scriptures or our way of doing the liturgy. But did you catch it? It was too much for some of them. And you know what they did? They sneered. They were cynical. Gosh, do we know cynicism these days? They thought the people speaking in strange tongues were crazy, even drunk. It was too much to believe that this nonsense was of God. You know what we would do with our sneers today? We would post them, wouldn't we? Well, our confirmation students have studied the language of faith for the past couple years. We have a double class today because a year ago we didn't have confirmation due to the pandemic. As they have studied, sometimes this is, all this religious stuff has opened their minds. Sometimes it has blown their minds. And sometimes it has caused them to question everything they believe. Now that's weird for pastors to hear. But I want to say from this church, that I am proud that we have a place where it is okay to ask the hard questions and then still be accepted by their teachers, their pastors, their parents, their mentors, their church, and God. For faith is really faith without doubt. Because when the Spirit blows among us, Our language about God and our language about faith has to change and expand. That's why we are proud of you students. That's why the church needs you in years to come. We need to hear your perspectives, your experiences, your doubts, your hopes, and your dreams. Pentecost is about dreaming, dreaming and seeing visions after this year we could have never thought would happen. 
The Spirit now is sighing in us and groaning us, coaxing us to dream of a new world, working together for justice, dismantling racism and forms of hate, creating community instead of just listening to people who think just like we do. The language of the Spirit, people of God, is beyond words. It's beyond belief. It's beyond the boxes we put people in. It's beyond the box we put God in. I think the Holy Spirit's always blowing our minds, enlarging our vision, calling us to be more than we ever thought we could be because Easter means Christ is risen and the Spirit is always with us. So confirmands, parents, sponsors, people of God, people of Holy Trinity, let's learn the language of the Spirit. Don't just talk. Listen, groan, sometimes, moan, sigh, sing, and act. Let's dream a new church together, and let's dream a new world together. Amen.